Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. Hello, everybody, and thank you for being with us again today. My name's Scott Sheely. And I'm Marla. And we're so happy that you've joined us again for another episode of The Church Doctors. I'm excited. I came home from Bible study, and I've just had something on my heart today, and I came, walked in the door, and I said, okay, we got to do a podcast. <laughs> so you don't even know what we're going to talk about, right, Scott? Right. I've just turned it on. <laughs> Here we go. No, it just seems like... You know, it's the time of year when people are believing God that prodigals will come home. It's the Christmas season. They they feel that urgency for my kids to come home or to come back to the church or um it's just it's just kind of in the air, that thing. And and the last couple of days I keep hearing prodigals come home and I just felt like we needed to talk today about not the prodigal coming home, although we want to pray for people's prodigals to come home, whether that's back to Christ, back to the church, back to families or whatever. But really, um, we need to focus on ourselves. And what I mean by that is, you know, the prodigal can come home, but if we're not willing to throw a party, if we're not really willing to accept that prodigal coming home stinky and in the clothes that are torn and in their mindset that's not right because the prodigal in the Bible thought he was supposed to be a servant. Um, If we're not willing to have that kind of father's love and we are just that older brother kind of attitude, that prodigal coming home isn't going to work. Does that make sense? What she's talking about is the prodigal son story in the book of Matthew. It talks about the son coming back after having uh, shamed his father and taking his inheritance early and leaving and then finding out that he needs he needs to be with his father. He made a mess out of his life. He comes back, and the father, while the son's still dirty, not cleaned up yet, still has shame, the father just loves him, kisses him all over, and... Puts, gives him the ring. Puts a clean robe on him, puts shoes. sandals on his feet, gives him the ring, the 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 authority of the, the family name. Everything is restored back to this son while he's still a mess. Yeah, he didn't clean him up to do those things. <laughs> right. He didn't say, first go take a bath, first go do these things, change your life, change your attitude. He just took him back. Yeah, he's, and he's, he celebrated his son right away, uh, as soon as he got back to the house, to the ranch, he told all of his servants, hey, look, everybody, the one who was dead is now alive. The one who was lost is found. Uh, go get the best calf that we have, and we're going to have a barbecue and a party. And the Bible actually says that there was singing and dancing at this party. Okay, well... <laughs> well, we'll talk about the dancing another time, but no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, but don't you, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Tell it's us just what that, you're trying well, to say. it's just that we think that the prodigal needs to come home. They need to change. They need to do all these things. But in essence, we are the ones that need to be ready. Ah. We can't just expect them to change and not us. That boy left for a reason. You know, maybe there was some problems. Maybe he was lied to in his thoughts or whatever. But we need to be ready personally 
to receive the prodigal come, to come yeah. home. So what, what, what she's talking about, to me, what I'm hearing is, is that that's the perfect love of God, where, uh, you know, we have this idea that we have to, uh, like it comes out of Catholicism or, you know, religion from the Dark Ages, for a thousand, Alex, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, it comes out of the idea that when we mess up, then we need to pay for what we messed up for. We mm -hmm. need to prove that we're worthy of being trusted and loved and, you know, down the list we go. And so we project that on people who come to ask for forgiveness, come, you know, prodigals coming back home, all of these things. We think that they need to uh, pay for what they've done to us or, you know, all of the junk that happens in family relationships. And it's so what we're talking about is if, if, you work on your love. If you allow Jesus to love you, and then you love Jesus back the same way that he loves you, inside of your heart uh, blooms a garden of love that's just alive and beautiful, and it has something to give out of it. And what you, you know, fruit should come out of your garden. And and if the fruit of love, the, the, the love that looks patiently waits like the father in the story he he looked and looked and looked until till that day he saw his son coming from a long way off and the father didn't say okay now you crawl over here on your hands and knees and you work out in the field for a while and i'll pay you some uh, minimum wage and you can stay in the the helps uh bunkhouse for a while and then uh, you prove that you're going to handle yourself well around here, and then I'll I'll put you back up in the house. And <laughs> he didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Jesus, I, I see Jesus, Jesus like always with this smile on his face. He's happy. He he's 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 bending over with his knees bent and his hands out like he's ready to play. And and as soon as we turn our heart back to him, he's like, "Okay, are you ready?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, okay, you looked at me. Uh, you you acknowledge that you need me. Oh, okay, let's go. And he doesn't say anything about, okay, now let's talk about where you've been and let's clean you up and I, I can't be around you because you're you're stinky. He, he doesn't do any of that. He's because, you know, if we're going to if we're going to follow scripture, scripture says that when when we come to God and we give Him our heart back, we give Him our life back, uh, as a prodigal or even at the first time, what does He do with our sin? He He puts it as far as the east from is from the west. In other words, there's no you can't measure that; it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so uh, the 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 idea in our human reasoning doesn't do that. There's a measurement of sin. There's a time that needs to be paid and then once you get to that certain time of proof i'm going to accept you but jesus is jesus is like okay let's go you came back to me let's have a party let's let's keep going uh where you know i'm going to restore you back into where you're where you're supposed to be the real you Let, let's go and he he doesn't spend all this time you know looking at the past right and if we aren't ready like the father is in the story if we're not if we're not um willing to accept the prodigal back home on whatever terms they come 
um, we become like the older brother. We yeah. become, uh, we just despise, you know, it, and it becomes a legalistic relationship again. And you follow my rules and, and you're okay. You can stay in the house, but um, there's no love. Yeah. Yeah. That, that older son, uh, he, he even told his dad, he, he was selfish. He all he could do is think about himself. You know, I've been serving, and you know, he he didn't think he was a son either. He had issues, same issues that the 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 one that left the house probably had. Right, <laughs> but he just didn't live. He just didn't they leave. Leave, yeah. And he says, "I've been serving in your house all of these years, and you never threw me a party." And all he was like, you know, feeling sorry for himself, right? That, uh, that his dad's paying attention to his own brother who came home and who was lost and now is found who was dead and now is alive. I mean, and he doesn't care about his dad. He doesn't, he doesn't rejoice with his dad. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we're supposed to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Mm -hmm. He probably didn't cry with his dad when his, his brother left either. Mm -hmm. uh, all he could, all he could think about is his himself. Mm -hmm. And so the, the way I want to do it, this is who I am, I, 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 and not, I, not love, love, love. <laughs> and yet, and yet, this is the uh, another allegory or a picture that you can get out of this parable or this story is that uh, the elder brother could be a picture of the church today. Yeah, you didn't leave the house; you stayed faithful to the house of the Lord. You've been serving there your whole life, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in from the outside who you know hasn't been living correctly, and all of a sudden they're being uh, goo-gooed and god-god over in love by, mm -hmm. by the church and accepted, and, and you're all indignant and upset that, that they get this attention, and you don't. You, well, how come you don't get all this love and attention and, and, and love lavished on you and, a, and an appointment with pastor and you see him going out to dinner with them or whatever it is that, that ticks you off in your religious heart. Um, oh, your poor religious heart, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just do that? And, uh, yeah, so it really is. It's, it is. Uh, the older brother is a spirit of religion. It is. And it's a spirit of politics, which doesn't have anything to do with running for president or office. What it means is it's a spirit of control. It's the wrong authority and the wrong spirit of religion that that makes people get stuck in that kind of thinking. Yeah, so so you know, I, like I said I've been just hearing prodigals come home the last couple of days and and it's that type of season where people are wanting their children or their family members to come back to Christ or or whatever. And the thing that just keeps coming up is is are you ready for the prodigal to come home? Are, yeah. Is your heart ready? Because if it's not, it's not the right time yet. Right. So um, a lot of times uh, what the spirit of religion also will do is it will put everything off into the future. That uh, it's not my responsibility right now. God's mm -hmm. going to work this out. God, God, God. All, mm -hmm. Everything's God's responsibility, and, and it's always in the future. But the Bible says that the day of salvation is now. Yeah. That, that God's not, not God doesn't isn't waiting for these prodigals to turn around and come back home. Maybe He's waiting for the home that they're coming back to to receive them. Come on. So, 
So it yeah. may it may not be that the the appointed time that we think that is someplace off in the future that God's going to do this and God's going to do that. You know, I've even heard people pray, you know, Holy Spirit, go get them. No, no, that I mean, He's drawing them, but He's not going to do all the work. God partners with us in the world. He loves them more than we could ever <laughs> he, love them. But He also loves through us. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe. Maybe if you'll pursue the love of God in your own heart, then you'll speed up the turnaround of your loved ones that you've been waiting for to come home because you've prepared a place for them to land. Wow. So uh, I just feel like encouraging those that are listening right now. Maybe that's you. Maybe... Maybe you're like, ooh, that kind of hurts, and Mm. you just reached over to try to turn us off, and then you thought, well, maybe this, this is God speaking to me. Well, I think it is. I think that, I think that you're just one, one choice away from setting your family free, and that's just choosing love. Yeah. Uh, Jesus died on the cross and saved you from yourself. We're our own worst enemy. <laughs> our thoughts and our minds are the big, great Goliath that needs a big old rock to land right in the middle of it and destroy those uh, stinky thoughts of the way we've been taught by. Maybe even our own parents, or maybe we've been mistreated by the church or whatever. But uh, the the biggest enemy is our thoughts, mm-hmm. and we we have all these reasons why uh, they hurt us and they took advantage of us. They maybe even physically stole from you. And I'm I'm just going to challenge you right now. What it is? What is it that's in the way of you loving them totally and just loving them with the heart of Jesus? So that you end up looking like him with his tennis shoes. Jesus has got his tennis shoes on and his sweatpants and his, and, and his, his hoodie. And he's like got his knees bent and his arms are out. And he's going, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's, let's do life together. I'm so happy that you turned around and came back. Uh, what, what would it take for you to get there? Well, uh, nothing from heaven that is going to produce fruit will can come into your life unless something in your life dies. Mm. So there's this heavenly exchange. When you got born again, you gave him all of your life and he gave you all of his life. Well, then we live life and we we don't get our mind renewed or we believe the lies of the the enemy and our our head becomes our king and our and our savior instead of Jesus again. And so Jesus is like, "Okay, all you need to do is change the way you think. <laughs> and as soon as you change the w- way you think, he's still out in the yard going, okay, you changed the way you thought. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, and so it's not this rebuke or uh, or impossible situation. It's really not. The, the love of God, uh, number one, everybody knows this verse, the love of God casts out fear, the perfect love of God. And so... Maybe your family members want to turn back to Jesus, but they're afraid of coming back. Yeah, wow. Maybe, maybe there's not a perfect love to come right? back to where there's no fear in that relationship. And you're the one, you know, the, the ones that are receiving the lost ones should be the ones to extend love first. You Right. <laughs> that's what, that's the point of this podcast. So, so I, I, I think that, I think that you're uh, the turnaround for all of the hopes and dr- dreams for your family is is in your hands. Yeah, that's good. 
That's so good. I think we should just uh, go ahead and pray for people. Because I, I really believe that there are prodigals ready to come home. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and pray with me right now. If this is touching your heart and uh, you see some room for improvement in the, in what you've been thinking. That's or your, our prescription your, today. Is, your heart yeah. toward uh, your lost loved ones. Father God, I thank you that you love that person listening right now yes. so much that you're pouring out your spirit mm. upon them, reminding them that they are held in your hands and in yes. your arms, that your presence is available for them right now. Thank you. I just thank you that your your heavenly realm is filling their their space where they're at right now in Jesus name. That they can right where they're at. they can feel your presence and that yeah. you're you're saying, "Yeah, just come and let go." of all of the the darkness, all of the bad thoughts, all of the the history. The hurt. Let it go and turn your face toward Jesus yeah. and look into his eyes. Yeah. Look into his smile and just receive his love for you right now first. Yeah. Cuz you can't give away love unless you've been loved. So we just we just thank you Father right now that you're filling every person listening with an extra dose of the love of God, yeah. your love, Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that it will keep filling them up, that they'll keep coming back and drinking more and more of your love until it overflows. Yes. I, I, I just prophesy to you, if you'll, if you'll steward this word, if you will continually come back to the Lord Jesus in your prayer time and sit alone with him, not asking him for anything except for to overflow in his love, just love, Jesus, teach me how you love me. What do you think about me? What are your thoughts about me? What, how do you love me like you do? I, I mean, just start asking him questions about love from him and how he loves you. Thank you. And then I, I prophesy that when your love tank overflows, that's when you'll be ready. That's when this, the, the fruit of being overflowing in the love yes. of Jesus will be people coming back yes. in, into right relationship with you. We just release that yes. upon you right now. That's a promise from heaven uh, that when, whenever we're ready, when we're ready to give away the perfect love of God, it always produces fruit. It's always good. Yeah. So, so I just encourage you to do that today. Sit in his presence and... And talk to him. Ask him about how what he thinks about you. Receive his love. That's right. Get, and get ready because your prodigal will come home. Yeah. And we so, believe with you that, that your prodigal is coming home. And then you have to extend the same mm -hmm. mercy to them that you've been extended. So you've been listening to this show and you're like, oh, I've been I've been keeping those those thoughts about those people in my heart and, and not forgiving or not, you know, always remembering the bad part about them. And, and so, and, and if that's you and you've changed the way you think and you're like Jesus and you're ready for them to come, then, then you also need to be, make your heart ready to extend, extend to them the same mercy. What I mean by that is, is they haven't changed the way they think yet either. They know they need you need to be with you and they know they need to be with God but maybe they still need to learn some things about how to think about themselves too. And maybe they don't know how to be loved either. 
or they still need to come back to God, but they know that coming back home is the way right? to start. And so you are a perfect picture of the father in this story of the prodigal son. You're the one who needs to be watching for them and and thinking about what? how are you going to treat them when they come back and how are you going to love the ones that are around you that don't think this is right? Because this is all in the same story, right? Yeah, the older brother. <laughs> so, how are you going to love that older so brother? You're going to mm-hmm. love him. You're going to you're going to invite the rest of your family that might not think the way you do to be a part of the party too, and then understand that if they don't, then they'll have their day. They'll 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 one day they'll be filled with love too. Yeah. So uh, we just thank you for being with us today for for an encouraging word, a, a prophetic word about the prodigals coming back into your life, back into your family, your sons and daughters, your your extended family, your friends who used to know God, but your church family, but whatever they're not, not connected to you. And uh we invite you to send us a note, send us testimonies, let us know uh if this word was uh just for you, because that helps us uh gauge whether <laughs> yeah. You know, it hold, it holds us responsible for hearing the voice of God, right. and it also we can release your testimony to others, right? And uh, and it'll keep happening again and again and again. Be sure to like this, share it, tell others about it. We look forward to being with you the next time here on the Church Doctors. Thanks for joining us on the Church Doctors podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.